You are now listening to an Open Mind Industries production. Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Hey guys, welcome to episode 72 of the Mind Unleashed. As we always do, let's give a few shout-outs to our supporters. The first one is Lyft, the ride-sharing app. Use our code TMUP for, I believe, $20 off your first couple rides with Lyft. You must be new to Lyft for this code to apply. doesn't matter what area you're in, just type that code in, and it will apply if you're a new rider. And it kicks me back a few cents my way anyway. Um, thanks for those who have been using that code. It's helped out a little bit. I got a little kickback, uh, which helped out for some things. So I appreciate you guys for using that code. Also, please check out CAS. CAS stands for Cinematic Aerial Services. What Daniel does is residential business and home shooting. So if you're trying to put your home on the market or try to promote your business, Daniel shoots it in the most beautiful way so you can promote it for your clients so they can see the best thing they're going to be getting into or, you know, where your business may be. He's offering you guys $179 for property, so links will be down below in the description. Highly recommend him. Also, please check out Weave Productions. Weave Productions is a local wedding photographer company. He does weddings, special occasions, corporate events, stuff like that. If you want to get your stuff looking right and show people that you guys are in love and all that good stuff, Weez is there for you. Great weddings start with Weez. He's offering you guys 20% off when you book your next package with him. Just give me a code, OMI, and hook you guys up. Also want to give a shout out to Strive Law. Strive Law hooked us up with our USPTO and trademarking. When I was getting the business off the ground and like trying to get stuff done, I really didn't know what the fuck to do. Luckily, I found them on Thumbtack, and I was really, really pleased with the results. I can't recommend Strive Law enough. Amazing, amazing attorney. If you don't know, honestly, how the hell to get your business off the ground or trademarking with the whole, you know, ins and outs of why you should trademark your name, your brand, stuff like that, he's going to walk you through every step of the way of why to do it and do it correctly. Can't recommend him enough. Honest to goodness, attorney. I wouldn't recommend him if, if you know, if he wasn't good. I mean, he was great with us, and I cannot recommend him enough. So, StravaLaw.com down below in the description. Also, please check out Andrew Connors if you're looking to get an honest to goodness real estate agent to take care of you guys to know the area really well that you're in. If it's Mount Dora, Florida, where I am located, or you know Orlando, she will walk you guys a step away of finding the right person to take care of you. Andrew Connors link will be down below in the description. Okay. Welcome to episode 72, guys. It has been a while, as it always does. Last one was T2-3D, and this week was kind of weird. Uh, a couple days ago was, you know, the last, you know, second anniversary of T2-3D closing in Universal Orlando, which was very kind of heartbreaking for a lot of us, and, you know, me working for years and stuff like that. And you all know where the hell I work, so I'm not really going to, not going to really freak the heck out where I'm at, you know. You know, where I'm, you know what I'm doing, you know where I'm at. But it was good, it was good to talk to some friends and family that I met there, and uh, we've all chatted about our awesome experiences in the theme park, and it's really, really cool talking to all the old actor performers, people like that. What's going in there? We have really no idea, officially. We, we have really no clue. Uh, we do know it should be for later on next year, maybe? And, you know, I don't even want to give that assumption of what it's going to be. Uh, we do know it's going to be very action-packed, we do know it's going to be very awesome, like if you listen to the last episode, I was very, not coy, but when you asked me a couple more questions about it, I said, I really don't know, um, which I really, I really don't. I was shown a concept from an engineer, but I really don't know if that's the final concept. 
of what went in. Because after that, I wasn't told anything more than that, you know. I was next to the building talking to a guy, and he goes, well, you know, this is what it could look like. This is an idea. But you really don't know until it's finally done. You know, with Fast and the Furious, it was kind of the same way. Um, a lot of things were supposed to happen, and a lot of things got taken out because of, you know, budget, time, etc. And that ride actually does suck. Horribly bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also got to see Joker the other day, and I'm buzzing about that. And a few mental things are buzzing around in my head. Um, you know, financial stuff and getting my debt in order, business debt and stuff like that. Trying to find the right consolidator or settlement firm. And I think I did. I found a couple, and I want to talk about that for those um, kind of you know getting their, even their business off the ground or them struggling themselves. Because I'm going to be doing, probably doing a daily or weekly kind of like what the hell is going on with it. Because some people are like starting a business too and they don't know where to go and you've got all this business debt and it's all this shit and uh you just don't know it's 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 i'm still like fucking like this you know i've had the credit card companies calling me saying you know we you can't do that we're willing to work with you you've been great why have you you know why have you got in touch with us you know and then they're kind of threatening me at the same time of hey we're going to do this now because you're planning to do this now and then it's going to cost you more money, and you're going to be in more trouble, and yada, yada, yada. Do you understand this? Do you not understand this? And going down this fucking road, I'm going, oh my god. Yeah, it's been stressful. <laughs> it's been very fucking stressful. Uh, I did get a hold of my one company, Bank Chase, and spoke with the guy. Everybody I've spoken to, you know, even... Uh, I don't even want to recommend the credit card company that I'm dealing with, because I just want to keep them out of it. Uh, but they're a big credit card company um, who, you know, that was my business card too. So, But I needed the equipment. I needed the things. You know, it's just money doesn't come in the way you want it to. And you're taking business loss, stuff like that. And you're, now the business is kind of growing. And I'm still building it and working and, and R&Ding and shit like that. Things take time. I've talked to a lot of friends that have companies and, and things where like, dude, shit takes time. Shit could take anywhere from five years to ten years. And you're, you're you know, you're, you're the only one. You're a one-man army doing it, most of it. Um, you do need to get more people involved to help you out, and you're doing multiple fucking things, so calm down. Um, the good thing is, you know, I'm 33, so most people aren't fucking in debt. They're $90,000 in debt, $100,000 in debt. I'm only about maybe about 10 to 12 in debt, $10,000 in debt, $12,000 in debt. After the given fucking, you know, coverages, charges, and all this shit that they're fucking adding on because they can, even though they made more money back from me and the interest charges and all this other shit. And a lot of this has to do with personal things like the house and stuff like that you guys know about and getting an air and, you know, there was actually no lawsuit from the house because of Florida state statutes and yada, 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 yada. I can go down the fucking road on that. Um, or I, I can actually speak more about that now because there is no fucking lawsuit that's going to touch them because, but I wouldn't recommend going to prestige homes. <laughs> Don't fucking touch prestige homes if you're trying to get a home here in Orlando or fucking Mount Dora, any kind of up there, don't see prestige homes, give them a fucking F, they were fucking horrible, 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 fucking just horrible, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, fucking horrible, yeah, so, but yeah, that's kind of the reasoning, but I'm fucking, I was doing well with credit card and stuff like that, so if you're trying to get a business together and shit like that, so I'm kind of in this in-between of like, who fucking I can talk to, I've been talking to one company and I want to give their name out yet, because I'm still in talks with them. I'm probably not going to be dealing with them. I'm probably going to be dealing with another company from New York, which is a um, national debt collection, which is a settlement company. So I said, hey, man, this is how much debt I got. I felt a little pressure to go with them. I'm probably going to be dealing with them soon. Um, they were more or less 
honest, more fucking honest than anything. Um, and when somebody tells you to stop, stop fucking everything, especially when Lydia's New York accent, uh, which I'm from New York, so I'm used to that. No bullshit. She was, how are ya? Good. And this was like my my person I was talking with, and she was like, listen, I'm gonna tell you one thing. You gotta you gotta fucking just stop. You just gotta. Any kind of money, you just got to stop. We got to get you on the track. They want to get me out of debt within two years. And I'm like, well, the other company wants to get me out of debt within 60 months. But they want the whole fucking cabangle. She's like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to pay it all off. And I'm like, I can't pay it all off. That would take fucking years. Plus the interest charges and yada, yada, yada. Let's just fucking, let's settle. <laughs> let's settle with the fucking thing I, we, we both can agree on. And the first, and the company that I'm talking about... Uh, I don't. Want, I looked at some of their shit, and they're not profit. And I thought nonprofits are great. No, no, no. Yeah, I've talked to a few companies, and a few friends too have told me to deal with the second, uh, first company of National Debt Collection. A few friends have called me and said, "Hey, man, if you guys know anything better, let me know. Or if you know an attorney or something like that, somebody that's really gonna be uh, trying to work. I'm really just trying to get my shit out of debt and never look at it again, and focus responsibly on what I'm doing." Open mind's not fucking going anywhere. It's something. I got two more commissions that coming up, and I probably got another one coming up too. Um, sorry for the camera looking all weird. Um, but yeah, I've been fucking just trying to balance myself back and forth of what I'm doing, and the lights fading in and out of the uh, window here. I'm not recording at my own place, my lady's place actually. She's on vacation in Colorado. Or, um, but yeah, I've been literally like looking for people, and I think I'm gonna go with the National Debt Collection because they do have an A with the BBB. Went down the whole record of them, who they are. Uh, I talked to a number of couple nonprofits, and I felt like, ooh, yeah. When they're saying an upfront fee, mm, and then plus their fucking boo boo fee, and then boo boo fee, and then it's like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, you know, they went down my whole entire thing, what they could do, and then. Somebody was like, maybe you should go to bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is not really a good idea because bankruptcy settles you out, but you're fucked for the next four to five years. Bad. Bankruptcy does not look good. Paying and settling settling your shit looks better, or paying your shit off looks better to a uh, company, too. I've talked to my friends that are like, do not claim bankruptcy unless you fucking absolutely need to. And you're not in that state of claiming bankruptcy. You're in that state of just getting your shit together. Um... Because I thought of a bankruptcy too, and then somebody's like, "Why would you want to claim bankruptcy on what you owe?" It, it, it means nothing. You're not fucking 120,000 in debt. You're not this and that. It looks bad on your record. Yeah, you can climb back out of it, but you know, I'm still looking at that option. But I don't, I don't know, because right now I'm putting money aside each week out of my check, my paychecks, more to uh, it goes in this fucking account, and then they get it once they fucking make an agreement. Yada yada yada. Which uh, the credit card company that I spoke to was like calling me, calling me, and the company said, "Hey." Answer the fucking phone call. Like, they didn't say the fuck word, but... They're like, answer the phone call. Let them know what's going on. Let them know you're dealing with us. We'll take care of it. Um, we'll deal with it. Just don't... You know, don't... don't. Cause we gotta talk We gotta talk with them. We're gonna talk with them anyway. So just, you know... I told them my whole situation. I... Guy was like, guys, like, I need you to cry for me. Like, cry. Tell me why. Why? What the fuck happened? You know? And they kept saying hardship. Hardship. You guys, like, I just can't pay you. And they're like, what do you mean you can't pay us? Can you afford this? I said, no, I can't afford that. I got other credit cards on that. You know, and the thing is, when you're starting a business or you're your own person or you're starting a goal or a dream, don't stop. And I look at myself every day. I'm like, man, this is gonna hurt for the next three years. But at the end of the day, I'm still happier than what I was. But it's just like this whole the unknown. So I'm gonna do a documentary or a weekly bylog of what the fuck's going on. So you guys, 
in there trying to start your businesses or trying to do podcasting or trying to get your thing, you have an idea of what the fuck I'm going through. And I don't mind spilling my beans because I kind of like talking, stuff like that. But the thing is, I don't know. And trademarking, like I said, I use Strauman a lot because I can't stress how good he was to us. And I found him on Thumbtack. Um, just a fucking amazing attorney. And I wrote the guy a letter before, like, because an attorney previous to him, um, said, hey man, it's like, a th- I'm a thousand dollar retainer, but I can never afford that, I could never afford a thousand dollar retainer, um, and I was like, why would you need a thousand dollar retainer, but I already did half my research for trademarking and patenting and all that shit, patenting is a good idea, but getting your concept taken care of is better, patenting is cool, <laughs> I learned patenting doesn't really do much shit, doesn't really save you in the long run, um, Case in point, what is the most used product in the United States or around the world? It's pretty much used every day. It's a, it's a lubricant. One, two, three, four, five. What it is, the BD40 has never been patented. It will never be patented. The reason why it's not patented is because once you patent something, everything about it needs to be listed. They don't. He didn't want anyone to know the exact ingredients. They know the ingredients, but they do not know the level of how much is in it. Watch. So it's the number one product used that is not patented. I did not know that until I took a patent course. So I was like, wow. So you don't need to patent it? They're like, no, he never patented it. I'm like, why? Because he didn't want anybody knowing the secret. I was like, oh. What you can do is have proof of concept, proof of idea, proof of this, proof of that. That will fuck anybody over right there. Proof of idea, proof of concept, when you had the thought of it, because then you can go back in a lawsuit and say, hey, I had proof of idea or proof of concept. Well, and then they can go, well, what did you have? And you could tell them, hey, I had this, this, and this. You know? And a lot of companies don't like that. Patenting something, it just has pat. You have the patents on it. Then you got to pay for your patent license. It's like a trademark, stuff like that. But um, Strauman Law, like I said, he really, like, I gave him, I told him, once I, you know, dealt with him within a couple of days, you know, I dealt with him in like two days to get this stuff taken care of. And it takes a while for a day for a trademark to go through, they had to look up everything, and he was super honest to goodness, he was like, he's like, the reason why I'm helping you, I want to see you succeed, I want to see you go, I want to see you do what you do, I want to see you do 3D printing, I want to see your D, I want to see your crutches, I want to see whatever you're working on, I want to see it grow, I want to see you grow, and I said, okay, so, you know, it's, it's growing slowly but surely, and tra- the trademark covers and 3D printing, 3D printing can be anything I want to do, so if it's crutches, if it's little miniatures for my friends, um, it's helping me learn as a company too, because each filament is different, and I'm doing R&D research for these filaments. We're just still going to review that one filament that I'm trying now from uh, uh, Sunlu 3D. And so far, it looks good. I just got to level the bed up more. I'll talk about that later, probably in a live stream or whatever. Um, but yeah, and I'm dealing with another company now that's sending me a product to try. I got a hold of them, but I'll, I'll be later in another review. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's trying to find like, your balances of who, who really wants to work with you and who doesn't. And that's the real scary about being in... Uh, debt is because it's just like it sucks because you don't know where you're gonna get money, how you're gonna get out of it, you know. And at the point, I, I fucking told the lady on the phone, I was like, "Ma'am, I don't know how much more you're you're trying to scare me or whatever." I said, "I'm not scared anymore." I was at first, you know. Once I missed my month, my, my month payment, I knew I couldn't make the payment, and I had to miss it. It was either pay my rent or pay the mortgage or go on the fucking back burner. And it's like my mom was like, "You gotta miss a fucking credit card payment," and I was like, "Oh," because my parents have done that before. My mom's like. Dude, I've missed more credit card payments than you can imagine when you were a kid. You know, my parents were like, dude, I... <laughs> my parents were laughing at me. They're like, do you think it's the first time we have missed a fucking credit card payment? 
honestly, kid. You know. So, thing is, mine were all business related and stuff like that. You know, 3D printers. Well, one of the 3D printers isn't fully paid for yet, but the, uh, the other two are pay completely paid for. Um, but you know, it's just the stress of my life. Of, but I will keep logs on that because I want to show you guys the ups and downs. This company's for legit. But they have an A with BBB. I checked with the BBB and I checked with the other company that I'm dealing with, and they have BBB logo. But they don't have a BBB rating, which is fucking scary. Because I was like, oh, with the BBB. I'm like, you're with the BBB? Okay, I type their fucking name and nothing pops up. The BBB doesn't even know they exist. I was like, ooh, that's not good to put a fake logo on your shit. <laughs> so I'm going to look again before. I mean, I want to make assumptions, but I, I really did BBB search them. And I was like, whew. Because I BBB searched, like, who is the top ranked, you know, thing. And... National Debt Collection came up first. They uh, came with the best, and they did. They're very, very fucking honest. The guy, the guy was, he's a little. I'll, I'll be honest. He was a little more. Hey, I need you to sign this now because if we don't sign this now, I can't lock you in for this. We have to go higher, you know. Um, and I was like, I felt kind of like I was like, oh wait, wait, wait. He's like, Ali, I'm telling you to sign this now. He's like, I'm giving you till like whatever. I'll be in the office. I was like, so what if I don't, and I had a lot of questions, which was good. He was like, you have a lot of questions, which is good. He's like, so you've obviously been doing a lot of research. I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm already, like, I told him the truth. I was like, I'm already dealing with another company, and they're trying to get me on this all locked in for this. Um, like I so said, the one company's trying to get me to do, to pay it all back, everything back. The interest charges, everything, everything, which is going to be probably fucking $15,000. And National Debt Collection's like, no, we can knock you down from this. And we're going to negotiate them because we, you're in deep, you know. You're having some hard times. Which I thought, like, all these fucking kids in student loan debt shit, student loan doesn't go away. It doesn't. I have friends that are in student loan debt up to their fucking eyeballs. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're $96,000 in student loan debt, and they haven't put a fucking debt in it. Um, then they have medical debt, which is about... 30,000, and they have some other debt, and they're, they're like, because we're talking about that, and I was like, so they're talking about me, they're like, how you doing, man, and we spoke for a little bit, and some other friend told me, like, their debts are finally getting wiped, but they're like, ooh, but they're like, but now they're screwed for the next couple of years, because they gotta do things, I'm so glad I didn't go to school, like, I wanted to go to ITT Tech, and all this shit like that, but, <laughs> learning about debt, and what it does, it's like, ooh, but, uh, but yeah, that's my stress, that I wanted to get out of my brain because I was like, oh, I don't really want to lie to people and I want to be out Lee because people help me start open mind and I was like, you need to keep going. You need no matter what happens, no matter what roadblock happens, you have to keep going. You have to keep going because it gives them joy to see it grow and see my see me grow and see me happy. And I was like, you guys sure you don't want your money back? Like we didn't invest in you, invest in your company to fucking make money. We invested it to make you happy. You know, and see you fucking grow. And now you're podcasting, and now you're doing this, and now you're talking to this company, and now you're researching this. Are you giving something back in return? I said, yeah, for the most part. For the one thing I'm not doing, sadly, and I need to fucking get this out of my head, because uh, I wanted to do a lot more research on the site, put a lot more stuff in my R&D stuff. Um, and I talked to some people, and I said, you know, I don't want to do it because some company stole one of my projects I was working on for a client, and they didn't give me credit for it. I gave them a setting or something like that. It says, hey, this is what it was printed at, yada, yada, yada. And a company, I saw them on a live stream, I won't mention who they are. I'm not going to bla fucking blast them, but they know who the fuck they are. If you check my post on Instagram, you'll see that they're tagged in it. 
and I will give you a better idea who they are. But I was like, wait a minute, I know that model. Why wasn't I given given like fucking hey Ali, thank you for that, or like thank you for the insight on that? That's all I wanted. I don't fucking give a shit about you know. I don't want to make money off of you, but give me fucking credit. It's like whenever I use somebody's project or you know file, you must give credibility to where it is due. You didn't make it. Give credit. Hey, I found this file here. This is the model maker. Um, here's where you can find it. Please give them a like, a subscribe, because people are like they can fucking charge you. People, like I said, I I got a hold of a guy a while back and I wanted to buy his model. I said he do license me your model for fucking hundred twenty dollars. I can only print one of them. That's it. Okay. I'm not making anything. I'm already paying you for the place to use it. I cannot use it. I didn't. And he didn't. He sent me an email. And whatever. I was like, what a dumb fuck. You're charging people for this. It's already made. And I'm asking you to license me one time use only. And you'll know where it's gone. Because I can't fucking use it. You can sue me for that. And this guy's just like, eh, no. I'm like, wow. That makes no sense. I'm like, be smarter, because I, I worked with the model maker like that. I said, hey, license me your model, which he did, which I never posted. I should have put, put photos of it and stuff like that. Um, but his deal was, I was licensed, he charged me about, I think, like 60 bucks, and then he asked, because he didn't have a printer, he said, can you please print me one? And we'll call it kind of even. So I was about to pay him, like, it was 60? No. Um, I didn't pay him 60 at all. Like it was, He was planning for 60, I was getting ready to pay him, and say, okay... Then he said, no, 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 I have a better idea. He's like, I, I kind of want one. So can we make a deal? Like, you make one and then make one for me and then send it to me? And I said, sure. It's going to cost me more money to print it, but sure. I said, that seems more reliable. I said, and then uh, do you want me to say, he's like, well, I could charge you more. And so I ended up shipping it to him for free. So I ended up writing that off in taxes, so, which is cool. So he ended up getting the model. And he ended up like, he like, wrote me back. And he said, he said he liked it. He was like, and then we, he was like, well, can I make some more stuff and send it to you? I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to probably make like, like a little bit of something. But he goes, cool. So we're still in talks about working together and stuff like that, which is cool. That's why I like to work with people. I like to be honest. Because you're the first guy to be very honest with me and like up front. I said, yeah, that's what I want to be. But, um, you know, that's the life you should kind of live with, model makers, stuff like that. But anyway, like I said, I want to make sure the company I'm dealing with is legit and so far. We'll see what happens. I'm just going to keep a journal and log of what the fuck's going on, and you guys will see. Yeah, you know. I did look at both companies, and the one company's kind of brand new. They, they said that they were there before, probably were, but under a different name. Uh, this one is kind of more of a one restructured. Um, National Deck Collection's kind of been out there for quite a while, and they literally fucking right there. But the thing I liked about that, uh, like I said, the guy kind of did force me into signing a little bit faster than I wanted to because he was just like, hey, man, if I don't sign this now... Uh, we can't guarantee we're going to get you for this fucking rate. we can't, we got to lock you in on a rate, and then we got to do this. Which they were very... He was very fucking upfront with me. Very upfront. And the person... Everybody I spoke with over there was very upfront with me. And just, you know, listen, we're here. I was like, can I get a longer rate? They're like, no. No. Fuck no. And I go, why can't? They said, All right. they said listen, our goal is not to fucking keep you in debt. Our goal is to fucking get you out of debt. But then I looked up a few other things, and brokers, and stuff like that, and listened to their shit, and... The reason why they do it, they're trying to get you up faster is because they get paid. They don't get paid until you get fucking paid. But you're paying their commission fee, and then you're paying this and this and this in your, in your fucking fees. So your fees included in your monthly, your monthly uh, thing, and they don't get paid until it's fucking all said and done. So, of course, they're going to work a lot faster for you. I mean, yada, yada, yada. Is that bad? Is it good? Is your, your credit your credit score is going to take a fucking hit. But who fucking cares? <laughs> so it's like, hmm, is, is going bankrupt better? Is going this better? 
but in the end of the fucking day, you, you, you paid off your fucking debt, and it is what it is, <laughs> so, yeah, um, anyway, let me get out of that tangent, and you guys will probably listen to like, whoa, what the fuck, but anyway, <laughs> like I said, this has been on my brain for like the week, just, you know, dealing with banks calling me, and credit cards, and stuff like that, so excuse me for venting, and then fucking, bleh. but for those going through the same shit, um, best of luck to you, <laughs> I hope the best, but, yeah, it was a pretty fucking wild week of me just going, oh my god, what the fuck's going on, and then, boom, 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 um, but yeah, you know, take us to T2 closed, the debt shit's kind of getting now started to go cleared and getting, getting started, it's gonna be a while before it's cleared, and we'll keep an eye on that as we go, um, <laughs> I guess I'll discuss more, but whatever, later in life, um, Joker came out, and I want to talk about Joker a lot. That's all been in my fucking head. And, um, how we got? 220? Got like an hour or so. So, Joker has been getting nothing but weird shit all over Facebook and, and YouTube and et cetera, and et cetera, mental health stuff. People claiming to walk out of it. There's a lot of clickbait of people like not liking it. Clicked on Fandango, clicked on fucking Yahoo reviews, clicked on everybody. 90% of people saying go, and I went, because I'm a fucking huge fan of Batman and Joker, and that's like one of my favorite comics, nevertheless, and person that has been dealt with mental health and shit like that, I've been all about it, so people were like, well, I, I, this, this, and this, and, and then my girlfriend's roommate, I was talking with last night, when I'm staying at her place right now, was like, oh, do you want to go see it, and I said, I guess I was, I guess, I don't like that it dealt with mental health, though, I don't like all that mental health, because they don't really, um, shit, so we spoke about that, I was like, well, you know, Joaquin said this, and I'll include, uh, he was, Joaquin was on ID10, Nerdist, Chris Hardwick's podcast, idiot podcast, it's ID10, which spells idiot, I'll put a link down below in the description when I get this whole set, um, but, uh, yeah, he was talking to Joaquin, and Joaquin was talking about, like, you know, one scene before, I, I listened to the podcast before I, I saw the movie, because I was like, okay, I have Wednesday off, let me kind of sneak over to the theater, which they upgraded the Universal Theater over here in City Walk Orlando, um, which has now has reclining seats. They're still doing a lot of refurbishment. A lot of theaters aren't fucking ready to go. You have to let fucking walls up, and they're putting new seats in, and you now can climb up a level, and you don't have to fucking break your legs, and nobody can kick your fucking chair anymore, but you have no place to put your crutches, so you're sticking your fucking crutches on the side. Uh, yes, well, my life. <laughs> uh, you gotta pick your seat, but I, I liked it. Uh, you know, prices was fine, $10, $10 something, but yeah, for the for the convenience and, and uh, comfortability, I might have my asshole that hardest part during that fucking movie, guys, was having to take a fucking piss, and I felt like the couple, like, two seats over me were, like, freaking out because I kept doing the fucking wiggle, because I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta piss, and the camera's moving right now, so you guys can, I was doing this, because I'm like, I gotta piss, but how long is this fucking movie? The movie was two hours, two minutes, but I had to piss so fucking bad. I peed before I got in there, because, you know, that's what you do, and I was like, if I can last Endgame, I saw Endgame three times, and... I lasted in Endgame, and I even lasted because my buddy, we forgot I needed to use the bathroom, but we were just so talking, I was like, okay, trying to make a V-line to the toilet, <laughs> you know, I made it all the way home, in a car, holding my whiz, my three-hour piss, you know, my girlfriend, I'm kicking over the door, she goes, oh, you're, oh, you're running so fast, I said, Endgame P, Endgame P, and she couldn't, she said, oh, you went to go see Endgame again, so, Love the fucking movie. So let me start out with saying... <sighs> filmmaking in it was 
fucking incredible. Whoever was the location scout shooter, it was so fucking beautiful. It was felt like it was set in such a beautiful tone that he just knew, okay, we're going to use this backdrop for this. There were so many shots that I was like, oh my fucking god. You know, in Joaquim, you could see each level of the progression of the character and the mindset of why is he the way he is, you know? And Joaquim, and even in the podcast, spoke about this one scene. He goes, there's one scene, you know, because Joaquim, they shoot and edit, and once it's all said and done, you know, you have eight months off, and he really doesn't do much. He's not really a big, doesn't go outside. I mean, he goes out and plays, but he likes, he likes his alone time. doesn't really talk about his, his alone time. He goes out and does things, but he doesn't like to be very... Mm. I talked to my girlfriend's roommate about that. And he goes, she goes, he goes. I don't like that you listen to all these podcasts. You know all about these. I don't, I don't like knowing all about that. And I'm like, well, it's fun to listen to what the celebrities, or the actors, thinking about during the movie because it's like they, they, they talk about everything. Fucking great. They like to sit down and just chat. It's wonderful. Some of them love to sit down and go like, ooh, let me talk about the book I'm reading. And it's like you're not learning more about them. You're learning about like what they like and what you like, and everybody kind of falls in love with that kind of mindset. Um, what is this? Oh. My girlfriend is in pain. She is in Colorado. But her body is... It's snowing in uh, Colorado, by the way. But anyway, uh, it was kind of cool to see what the kind of mindset said, There's one scene. The director said, I need you to kick the trash. There's this, and it's pretty early in the movie. Um, yeah, pretty early. He starts kicking this freaking dumpster. And all of a sudden, he goes... He's telling Chris Hardwick, he goes, yeah, I start kicking the scene because they needed the stunt guy to come in and they get a wider shot, you know, they don't have to get the stunt guy to do it. And he starts kicking, kicking it, and he goes, all of a sudden, I felt like something popped, like a freaking, uh, he pulled a tendon or poor tendon or whatever, his ACL or whatever it was, and immediately sits down and just sits down and he goes, ha, ha, and he's like, and he goes, um, he goes, immediately there, I fucking knew I did something. So he's like, if you look in the scene carefully, you'll see me sit down, I couldn't get back up. That's the reason why I sat down so fast, because he felt something pop, and uh, they couldn't redo the scene, so he was out for a little while <laughs> doing that. So, I thought that was a really cool Easter egg to find, I found it immediately, and I was like, oh, that's the scene, that's the scene. Um, but yeah, uh, fucking, sorry, my girlfriend's texting me. Oh. But yeah, like, the character was just really well done. You learn more about Joker from... If you watch The Killing Joke, you learn more about, like, who he was. And they kind of pulled a lot from Killing Joke than from, you know, uh, a lot of different Joker movies. But this was kind of like, who is he? What's going on? And the story dialogue fucking changes so much that you're like... Just the story of, like, the Heath Ledger version and The Dark Knight Rises was, you know... um, you know, I got these cards on my face, and he just kept changing the story. I told my friends when I was watching, and I'm like, why does he keep doing it? Cause I, and they're like, oh, well, like, you know, you could tell he's psychotic. And my friends, like, really broke it down to me. And they're like, he's psychotic. You don't really know his background. You don't know who he really is. And in this one, you kind of find out who he is, and you really don't know. You find out. Spoilers. 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 Yeah. His mom and him, he's living with his mom. He's doing this thing. And he's very psychotic because he's, he's, you know, doing this thing on his medication and he's smoking cigarettes because that's like his habit and stuff like that. Joaquin just had the mannerisms down in his own mind. Really made the character his own. It's like, fuck it, this is, this is mine. I get to play with this, you know. And who, who is this character? Joker and who is this character Arthur? That's what I'm playing. 
and you realize that he's taking care of his mom, he's just trying to make ends meet, the city's gone to shit, Gotham itself is just fucking thing, everybody's blaming uh, Thomas Wayne for, just, you know, this fucking corruption in the city, people just can't stand it, it's just garbage, you go to work, and you're struggling to find a job, and there's no f- uh, funding, and there's this, and there's a lot of ups and downs between each body just trying to make, just trying to fucking live. You go on the subway, you go to work, you go home, you try to get some food, and you fucking repeat the cycle. And, you know, uh, you know, he goes home, and he's you know, talking to a psychologist. As he does, he gets his fucking ass handed to him. But you've seen the, you've seen the trailers. Uh, the kid steals fucking signs. He chases them down, and he gets fucking hit, and they start beating shit out of him because they're kids. And he starts fucking, you know, laughing. Just like, <laughs> and the way Joaquin said he did that, he said he just, you know, for a week, couple weeks, he started playing in a mirror and, you know, starting to design his own Joker. And, like, it was more of a... A mentality thing, and just spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, you know, find you find later on that you know uh, he's in a bus, and he hands over. This, he starts making this kid laugh because he's just you know it, he's and he starts. Mm, mm, mm. It's kind of his take. It's kind of his Tourette's, you know. And he hands this lady his card. Lady goes, "Don't do it to my kid." He goes, uh, <laughs> and he's and he hands over a card. And the card says. Yo, please excuse me. I have a mental disorder. My, my, my brain. It's some. I forget the whole statement. For those who watch it, you'll know what the fuck I'm talking about. And then he hands says, "Please hand the card back." And you know, and he started. And you're thinking about because he, he likes pain. But the thing is, like, and I watched it because he got his ass handed to him. He's sitting there, and the psychologist, obviously, don't realize she's a social worker. And he's sitting there, and he's, <laughs> and he, and it kind of hurts his chest a little bit and laughing, and he does like the super sequence. And it's like a Tourette's thing. When he's nervous, you're tick. You know, it's like you don't know how to function. You know. Uh, and, you know, everybody has to kind of deal with it because it's kind of his tick. But, you know, um, you find out, you know, why the laugh became the laugh. What the fuck was going on? Was it all lie? And, uh, it, you know, it's just wild. When he gets really nervous, he does the smile thing. It's just, you know, he's this poor character trying to to find himself, become himself, you know, he's just a fucking weirdo because of all the shit he's been through, and, you know, you're learning about his life, and going home having to take care of his mother, and he's mentally kind of there, but he, even he's trying to struggle to find, to fit into the world that he lives around him, but his, you know, his mom's fucking, you know, out there too, and she's writing these letters, but you don't realize who it is too, and you find out, you know, he, she, you know, my, did you check the mailbox? Yeah, I checked the mailbox, nothing, nothing. And you find out, as you know, his mom's kind of not better, but she's just been there, done that. She worked with the Wayne family for 30 years. You find out, you know, all these fucking letters that you've been trying to, you know, write. Um, because he gets his ass beat, he has to go into, you know, uh, his co-workers are like, hey, I heard you got your ass beat. His co-worker hands him a, you know, um, a 38 revolver, you know, and says, hey, you might need this, you know. And don't worry about it, you'll pay me back later. And he's like... You know I can't have a gun, you know, and that's the way he talks. You know, I like, you know, and uh, so he gives him the revolver. And this is where shit just kind of breaks down. Everybody kind of just hating on Arthur. The boss comes in and, you know, he walks in. You wanted to see me? Oh, don't worry. It won't be long. Yeah, um, people don't like you and yada, yada, yada. And what happened to the sign? The guy that pays for your um, advertising is fucking pissed. You need to get back a sign. Well, the, the kid's beat my ass, like, didn't you know I got my ass handed to me the other day, yeah, yeah I think you're fucking lying to me, why would they do that, you, all that for a fucking sign, you should just let it go, blah, blah, blah. 
So he fucking, you know, has this 38. He fucking ends up, you know, walking around to his mom's. And he's fucking around with it. And you just kind of... He sits down with his mom and he kind of goes into this mindset. His mom watches a Tonight Show. Which is kind of like a Jimmy Fallon... You know, kind of like a Jimmy Fallon or a Johnny Carson. More of a Johnny Carson. Which, if you watch Joker, I forget what Joker movie it is. But, you know, it's kind of replaced from that too. Um, Robert De Niro played a fucking great, great role in what he did. Um... I'm speeding past the fucking movie so much, but this is what I what I got from it. But you know, you see, like Arthur sits down with his mom after you know trying to feed her after getting his ass handed to him, taking the pills because he was with a psychologist, and he flushes like he. When you listen to a song or a movie, you kind of feel like you're there. It's yours, and Arthur kind of sits there and he he, you know, falls in love and he you know, and he goes, <laughs> you know, he, he, again, that's my Mark Hamill. I love Mark Campbell's Joker. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I said somebody got laughing. I love you, Maury. And he said, then he stands up, the lights hit him, you know. And But you realize, like, in the sequence of the DPs and the photographer, it's like you could see inside of his head, I never had a dad. Oh, me neither. I never had a dad. And it makes him go down. And you realize, boom, in an instant, he's back with his mom sitting on the bed. And this makes him feel good, you know. And, uh, just this fucking mindset and the DP and the photography of what he's been doing. You're just like, oh my god, like, did they paint this picture? But his mom keeps writing these letters. I'm going to go back to the letters because he keeps checking. He goes to the sequence every day. You know, he'll go back out and he'll do his thing. So he, you know, his mom keeps writing these letters to Mr. Wayne. She goes, well, Mr. Wayne, you know, he's watching us in that sequence you see in the trailer. Watching his mom. You know, he's like, well, mom, my comedian, you know, I've been writing my comedy. Because you find out that he's been in the notebook that he's writing in was a journal that was handed to him by the psychologist he said hey you know you need to start writing into this and he goes why well, I use it more as my joke book or my this you know to kind of vent my to vent and you see the writing and you know people aren't you know mental health isn't funny you know mental and he goes to the comedy club and he's smoking cigarettes and he's just you know listening he's when people laugh I have to laugh too so <laughs> You know, doing that kind of stuff. And he kind of plays with himself and, you know, in his mind to see if he could fit in. And, um, the way it all breaks down is he ends up going to this fucking children's hospital, you know, to do this, you know, to, to cheer them up like, you know, Patch Adams kind of thing. And of course, he has to fire in the fire and drops from his fucking pants and it slides out and he just picks it up. Puts his pan and he goes, <laughs> and uh, all the doctors and everybody in the room is like, "Ooh, what the fuck?" And um, why do you want to update now? Why the fuck would you want to update now? No, later. You better not stop this stupid thing. I am not. I hate when uh, you were playing recording on the computer and it's like, "Do you want to update now?" No, I do not want to restart later. Please, thank you. Um. Uh, but he's there and he's on the phone. He's on his fucking boss calls and he goes, "Listen." Why the fuck would you bring a gun to that? And so and so said you you uh, you try find a thirty eight for him, you know. And he's like, no, it's a prop, it's a prop. He's like, well, you're fired. From there, his life just fucking spirals. He gets back in this train. He's carrying a gun. This girl's getting hit on, you know. And you see him in the trailer, and the guy's like, what's so funny, clown? What's so funny? And these guys are drunk, and of course they've been waiting to work for Wayne. You know, Wayne Enterprises. 
which Bruce Wayne isn't Bruce Wayne yet. He's Bruce Wayne the kid, but like eight, nine years old. And um, so you see the world around him just getting destroyed. The set, the cities, all this beautiful set design, just lovely lighting, and just oh, so, whoever did the fucking scouting did phenomenal. I could not stop looking at it. Everybody's like, oh, what was, what was, what was, uh, what came like? I'm like, he was just fucking into it, man. You could see the tire just going up all those fucking stairs. The light, just him having to come over every day and go up the stairs. You could see the mentality. The stairway that he goes up is kind of like the mind, your mind, clearing your mind. Every day I have to do this fucking same sequence to get where I gotta go to. I gotta go home. I gotta climb these fucking stairs. I gotta get my medication. I gotta do this. The world around me is fucking falling apart. This is where his life fucking finally, finally crashes. It's just like everything in one. He's on his medication. Um, you know, and then he's, you know, I, he, you know, he goes back to the psychologist, you know, and he's finally, the fucking guy is like, you lost your job. He's got, I don't know if anybody else knows, but he always had a little bit of uh, paint, face paint on the side. Cause he's, you know, you rub yourself now. A couple of the guys at work are, um, a couple of our Beetlejuices do that too. They kind of have a little bit before they leave. They have it on their ear, you know, a little face paint, stuff like that. Well, they're ready to go. They take a lot of alcohol and clean up their face and stuff like that. It's super cool, the cats I work with. Um, so I kind of find that really cool, you know, that it's the little subtleties of like the world outside. What the fuck is making him go in this? <laughs> because not only does he have mental illness, but you find out later that that's somewhat of a lot of the big cause too. But uh, the character was just so well put together, you know, and so you find out, you know, he's going up all these fucking stairs, he goes home, you know, the psychologist goes, he goes, you never listen to me, and he goes, Arthur, I've been listening to you all this time, but the world doesn't give a fuck about me or you, I'm being fired, I'm being fired, he's like, who's going to give me my medication, and he goes, I don't have to tell you, so, now without his medication, he kind of goes, a little more cuckoo. I don't know if it really balanced him out. He asked in the beginning of the movie, you know, can they give me more medication to balance me out? And she goes, you're on like 13 different medications, 30 or 13 medications. It's got to be doing something. Yeah. And so he, uh, you know, he ends up meeting when he goes back to the house. And he's got all this goo. Once he's been fired, you know, he's got to tell his mom, you know, you know, and he didn't tell his mommy at first, but his neighbor with a girl, like, in the elevator, and, you know, he's, you know, he's trying to be, like, you know, trying to be, get all his hair, his hair just, you know, pulled back, just a kind of quiet, quiet, tired dude, you know, goes out the other end, which she does the, which means, I've, I've checked out of my brain, and he does it later in the movie, because it's spoilers ahead, um, you know, gets up to the elevator, and his mom, you know, he's watching the TV show, and his mom's in the thing, and, and, um, you know, he ends up shooting the firearm and blast the fucking thing because he's playing around with the gun, you know, he's, you know, because now he's lost it all. He's lost, you know, he doesn't know what more to do. Um, and he ends up going out to the comedy club, and that's when, like I said, he starts, you know, doing the, <laughs> and then mentally you see the, you know, notebook getting used more. And then finally he, you know, he fucking, he goes and meets up with the girl, and, you know, he taught you go some sort of thing, and he, they kind of become a thing for a little bit. Um, and, you know, he's on a date with her, and she goes to the comedy club to see him, and he goes, like, you know what? And he, he really does the, 
you know, he does this little Tourette's thing for a second, and you're like, you would think they would take it the fuck off the stage, but it's kind of his thing, he made a few people laugh, and then he does, his, he goes to his, his, his notebook, and he, he starts to say, and the girl's in the back of the house, you know, she's laughing, and then he starts doing his thing, he thought it was kind of awful, but it was awful good, but then it got pulled to the TV show, the, uh, the Maury show, you know, uh, Maury's Tonight Show thing, which I thought was beautiful, they did a really good set, and, um, I just set the design on how that would look, you know, for that era, and how it was shot, and all the deep, you know, it's really fucking cool, the Tonight Show actually works, and then, um, because you see a lot of this, you know, when you go out, when I go out, can you call me Joker, and you see all that shit going on, anyway, uh, so he, you know, he goes home, and his mom's sleeping on the couch, and, you know, the TV is doing its thing. This is where you find out this fucking weird psychotic stuff happens. You know, he wakes his mom up, and he's like, Mom, dance with me. Or dance with her, and he goes, and he goes, okay, okay. He goes, yeah, I was going to try to send a letter out to Mr. Wayne, and, you know, he, he'll help us, he'll get us help us get us out of the financial stuff that they're in. And he goes, oh, Mom, you got to stop sending these things. You know, he's not going to help us, you know. And he puts, you know, she goes to the bathroom, and he ends up checking, you know, finally pulling open the fucking thing. And he starts reading it. And it goes in a lot of stuff hidden. So I'm going to have to get a second watch, because I had to go piece about I was doing this, and I was kind of enjoying But I was reading as much as I could on the letters. But his mom wrote, you know, hey, you know, uh, we had a thing together, you and I, and he's your son. And apparently Arthur is... Thomas Wayne's son, illegitimate son, but, you know, you owe us money, and da, da, da. and he fucking loses it with his mom, he goes, did you know, and starts banging on the door, and she goes, you're yelling at me, mom, is this true, is this true, I'm, you know, Bruce Wayne's, you know, I'm Thomas Wayne's illegitimate son, and, you know, you're, you're thinking, holy shit, I've never heard of this in the comics, could this be true, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it could be true, but, um, I totally fucking fast forwarded over, so, when he did get fired, he, on the train, he does kill three dudes with that handgun. Kills one, two, and three. Fucking kills him. Chases the guy down very methodically. Gets the last guy on the stairs and just fucking takes off running. You know, and he goes home and, you know, there's a search already for Arthur. But nobody knows it was Arthur, so they call, you know. Um, I forgot to see it. I'm totally fast-forwarded over, I'm sorry. So, he, uh... You know, he goes home, and he's already been fired, and, you know, you know, he's sitting there with his mom, and Arthur, you know, these three guys were killed, and he goes, said something, and Thomas Wayne was on this, the TV, and this is how Thomas becomes more, totally fast-forwarded, I don't know why, um, but Thomas Wayne's on the thing, and they're interviewing him about the three guys were killed, apparently they worked for Wayne Industries, and he goes, yeah, these three guys were, like, you know, good people, they were fucking just, you know, three, three kids, you know, they were very well-educated, and these clowns, these clowns, he calls people that, you know, these clowns are the ones that are making the world, you know, worse, and they're all fucking clowns. It's kind of a thing, and they need to be extinguished, kind of. Thomas Wayne was portrayed as a rough guy, and kind of a person you're just like, wow, I didn't know Thomas Wayne was like, but you could kind of see that. Thomas Wayne was, you know, supposed to be like this smart fucking dude, and, you know, in, in the animated series, like, you know, Thomas Wayne very smart, very methodical, very about, you know, people and, you know, to help the city, but 
you know, Thomas Wayne doing this thing. It played a really good role of what Thomas was doing. Yeah, he's a good person, but yes, he also doesn't fucking bullshit. He, you know, he, he's been there, he's done that. He's in a rough part of the city. He knows what he's doing, you know. So Thomas Wayne plays the thing. So that's when we find out, you know, he pulls up in the letter and, it, you know, he, he finds out, you know, Thomas Wayne you know, is his father, you know. And he goes on this date and they see all this, you know, his girlfriend sees all this shit. So anyway, now we're back to where we need to be. So he does find out. So he goes to the fucking Wayne Manor. Like, this is a really cool scene. Bruce is outside. I don't know why Bruce was so fucking close to the front gates of uh, just like a little fucking play, like a gazebo thing, and there's cars and shit. Really weird. I don't know where they, where they I, I was too busy trying to go pee. I didn't get to see location scouting where they got these stuff. Come to find out, Alfred is played by Ricky Gervais. Uh, Ricky Gervais? Yeah, Ricky Gervais. Uh, the comedian. Which is pretty freaking cool. If you've ever seen Life's Too Short, some of those skits, that's him. Um, but, you know, he goes up and he's, he puts a nose, goes underneath, puts a nose on, and, you know, just plays around with Bruce a little bit. Not very spooky. He And he just plays with Bruce and then he does a little. Bruce kind of smile, and that's when Alfred goes, let, let him let go of him. And he goes, I'm here to see blah, 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 and I'm so-and-so. And she goes, so everybody knows of him, knows of the mom, you know. You know, he fucking starts, you know, I got to see him, I got to see him. And he starts choking um, Alfred, you know, fucking choking him through the gate. And he goes, let go of me, let go of me. He goes, and something, you know, he lets go because, you know, Bruce is right there. And, you know, yada, yada. and fucking... Um, and they walk back to the thing, and he, you know, Alfred fucking takes off, you know, takes off and does her thing, and, you know, this is when the comedy thing already happened, and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, before that, his mom, because these detectives wanted to talk to him, and stuff like that, his mom has a stroke, he goes back home, you know, after this, you know, he goes to Wayne Manor, you know, runs back, his mom has now had a stroke. He's, mom, mom, what happened, what happened? You know, he fucking goes to the hospital with her, come to find out she kind of had a stroke. Apparently, the detectives, you know, are trying to find out, you know, hey, we heard you were, we heard you got fired from the, you know, this happy place, and you apparently had a gun, and it's a prop, it's, you know, it's a prop. And you think they would fucking, you know, catch him, but, you know, the funny thing is, these guys, you know, Gotham is in a fucking uproar with Wayne, you know, they're just, Wayne Industries is, is corrupt, and, you know, Thomas Wayne, I think Thomas Wayne wanted to become mayor, and all this fucking shit, and the city is just going to poop because of taxes, and people are out of work, and it's just, just, everybody's boiling over the edge, everybody's boiling over the edge, just a little smudge, everyone's boiling over the edge, and, um, you know, so, you know, he goes to the hospital, and his girlfriend, you know, who's kind, they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're just friends with benefits, I'll say that. Um, so she's there, you know, and the cops interview him outside the hospital, you know, we've been looking for you, but you weren't home, you know, we're, uh, three guys were murdered, and we heard you were, you took the train, he goes, and you had, a, you had, a, your boss said you had a gun, you know, he goes, it's prop, it's prop, you know, it's very, very simple, because his mind turns on and off of this character, <laughs> you know, he, you know, when he has, when he has nervous tics, he does the laugh, you know, it's not like the, <laughs> It's when he has his text, you know. You find out, you know, his girlfriend goes to coffee, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, do you want? She's sitting there, and you know, your mom will, your mom will get better, I'm sure. Yada yada yada. And um, uh, your mom will get better. Yada yada. And 
the TV pops up, and all of a sudden you see uh, the Merv um, Maury show pop up, and hey, this guy. You didn't know somebody was filming his skit from the comedy club. And uh, he, oh my god, that's me, and he gets me and starts laughing. <laughs> and then you find out, oh fuck, you know, he's making fun of me. And, you know, fuck, he's making fun of me. And you find out, you know, it's like, oh shit, you know, yada yada. And then he goes back to, you know, the house. And, um, he ends up going to, he ends up going to the fucking theater. Where there's just, there's a huge riot. Everybody's starting to riot now because he sees on the, the, the news that everyone's starting to, you know, riot because everybody's, you know, the guy, the vigilante who killed the three dudes who were just fucking being dudes, you know, he was speaking up for a fucking nation, you know, we're not taking it anymore, we're not taking abuse, we're not taking all this shit, and stuff like that, and, um, I'm trying to remember all this stuff, and, uh, so he ends up going to, like, this city hall where Wayne finally announces that he's going to become mayor, and all this stuff like that, and... You know, Wayne's and everybody's fucking out there protesting and cops are fucking fighting people left and right because people are just, I don't know, brother, they're tired of being unemployed, they're tired of being broke, they're tired of not having, basically, just fucking things to survive. And um, he goes down and becomes an usher and he can, you know, he's there's an orchestra playing to the, this Charlie Chaplin movie or whatever it was where all of the rich and, you know, the bow ties and they're all out to see a show in Gotham. And all the rich and rich and you know people that are well off are there. Wayne's over on the side. He looks over and he, <laughs> and he starts kind of laughing because he has to because everybody's laughing. I'm gonna laugh too. I've got him enjoying this too. And he looks over and he sees Wayne. So he, he ends up you know pulling off the suit, going to the bathroom. See Wayne's pissing and he don't know some guy. He just pulls off the stuff and he looks at Wayne. And this is a really cool stare down because even I was kind of like, did Thomas Wayne? Wouldn't that be something if fucking you know that was you know. Bruce's half brother, <laughs> in my mind. That was like kind of weird, but I don't see that being the case. Um, and Thomas Wayne's in there, and he's like, he goes, "Can I help you?" You know, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he goes, "Valley goes no." And he goes, "What the fuck do you want?" And he, you can see by the mirror, you know, Thomas Wayne's washing his hands, and um, Arthur, like, "I'm so and so's, you know, Penny Flax, Penny Flack was I think Penny Flack's son." And Thomas Wayne automatically goes, he goes, oh, that fucking kook, you know, because Alfred's the same thing, oh, that, that person, we know who she is. He goes, yeah, apparently, you know, you're my father, you guys have been, you guys have been, uh, you know, you guys have been, uh, you know, you guys have a thing together, and he goes, he goes, whoa, 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 your mother's fucking delusional, she's, she's, she's crazy, and, you know, he goes, don't call my mother that, he goes, your mother isn't crazy. Your mother, your mother thinks these things. You know, I've never, you're, I've never had sex with her. I don't even know who the hell, you know, I know who the hell she is, but we've never had nothing ever happened. Um, you know, and he goes, and this is in the fucking epiphany because it's like, poof, fucking whole world blows up into another subsection. And he goes, I don't you know you were adopted? Didn't she ever tell you? He goes, I was never adopted. My mother would have told me. My mother would have, you know, why would she even? Fucking, uh, and Thomas Wayne goes, get the fuck, and he punches him fucking dead in the face, punches him in the nose, fucking spins around, he goes, if you ever come next to my, ever, ever come touch my kid again, I'll fucking kill you. Which, this is pretty weird to see Thomas Wayne be projected in this kind of light, but it's like, 
why wouldn't he be in this fucking light? Thomas Wayne was Thomas Wayne. I mean, he's, you projected him as this kind-hearted fucking dude at the same time. He's like, you know, Thomas would fuck you up too. I mean, Thomas has been brought up into this. Yeah. Record. Oh, I can edit that. Um, but you know, why wouldn't he be this character? My nip. My nip. There we go. Uh, hopefully I'm still recording. I am recording. Okay. Um, that was my opening anyway, uh, So why wouldn't he be portrayed as this fucking character? You know, this person, this hard ass. I mean, he's been he's been there, done that. He's he's you know, he's the Arkham you know hospital, bit of where his mom is. But he ends up going to the insane asylum. Orkham Hospital to get the records on his mom. And it's like, your mom's a fucking psycho. She was committed. Da, 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 you know. And this guy ends up getting the records. He's like, hey man, you know, it's been a while. Like 30 years. You're talking about 30 year old fucking record. I had to go find them. Pretty good to 50. I'd love to fucking set this line because I'm like, man, somebody must have did a, either color grade on this thing. I'm like, how the fuck would they find? Like, I don't know how the hell these people did it. It must have been a lot of fucking money to make a, a set like that to, you know, at least a couple floors because it looked, it looked fucking old and badass and broken and looked so fucking cool. Like I said, I wasn't paying attention just to everything. I loved everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so many actors were so fucking great at too. Um, so he ends up getting a dude and the dude's like, you know, he starts looking through it and he's like reading through it and he goes, he goes, yeah, she had a kid and started reading through it and he goes, and he was adopted and he was put in here because she neglected her neglected her son and he looks up and he goes oh fuck you're the you're the son of her and he goes oh, listen man I can't um that's all I got for you I can't release this without you know her documentation etc etc and Arthur just fucking kind of loses it because he sits there and he goes she left her kid you know this is where you find out like Arthur was adopted she herself should have never had adopted Arthur because she was fucking mentally unstable in herself. Uh, apparently, you know, the boyfriend was beating the shit out of her and uh, stuff like that. You know, the boyfriend, she was let the boyfriend beat the shit. And then she goes back, it goes back to a fucking, like, a shot where she's sitting at a table with a psychologist and Arthur's sitting there in a corner, which is fucking cool as fuck. I thought that was an awesome fucking scene. Uh, and he's sitting there and he's, like, reading this in his head. He's fucking, he's fucking rips the file. How he got the file, rips it out of the guy's hand. The guy's like, and he goes like, he fucking, boom, and he punch, slams it against the glass, which makes the guy scared, and let's go up, and he fucking guy jogs off. He goes, listen, man, I can't get this to you, but he ends up grabbing it. I can't get this to you without getting myself in trouble. She, she needs to come in here and get this, but Arthur's mom has already had a stroke, so she, you know, she'll be fucking, she can't break a banner and release this file. She never will anyway. <laughs> So he's running down all these stairs, goes down all the flights, and fucking pulls up in the file, reads through the whole entire thing. There's news articles about his mom, and you know, news clippings and all that shit about his mom, and which his mom was his mom was going through, and stuff like that. And uh, I don't want to offend you guys with my nipple for those watching. Um, you know, uh, so uh, you know, he he uh, reads through all of it, comes to find out his mom adopted him, but the boyfriend was. Uh, the boyfriend was, you know, beating the shit out of him, pounding the, sh- you know, child abuse and abusing him, and then and he was taking the child protective services, and then it was fucking insane. His mom was suffering from schizophrenia, uh, paranoia, all this fucking crazy stuff. She was already, 
things, and uh, she goes, oh, he's always such a good boy, and he always smiles, you know. They go, we found him fucking handcuffed to a fucking radiator, like tied to a fucking radiator of getting burned, you know. His fucking head was pounded in, all this shit, and you find out, you know, that his mom's, and they made him like this, his fucking, his adopted mother was fucking just this insane, who made him fucking this way, you know. So he finds all this out, he ends up going back to the hospital, smoking a cigarette, where she's at, you know, she's recovering. And he goes, I know all about you now. You lied to me. You fucking told me I was special. You told me I was this. You told me I was that. You know, and you're fucking sitting there just smoking a cigarette, you know. Flips it out, you know, fucking methodical thinking. And he goes, you know, I've been off my medication, stuff like that, stuff like that. And the hospital room was fucking cool, too, because I was laid out and all the fucking cool, the old style of set. And he goes, and you wouldn't think he would fucking do it, but he fucking says, you know, sometimes you just get, it's so fucking fluid, Joaquin Phoenix just picks up the fucking uh, pillow and fucking smothers her, starts smothering her, and she's doing this, and he goes, he goes, now, you, he has nothing else to fucking lose, you're not really my mother, you know, you hurt me, and you said you loved me, stuff like that, and you're like, hmm. Well, fucking he fucking go as a person, and um, um, you're like, wow, like this is fucking insane. Um, but yeah, just fucking smothers her, and then he, the more he show calls, after the Bruce Wayne punch, like I forget, after the Bruce Wayne punch, he ends up pulling up all the fucking, pulling out all the stuff in the refrigerator, and he ends up hopping into the refrigerator to like, like cool down, like let his muscles fucking. You know, it's like a cold bath. He just kind of closes the microwave for his drawer. His body type in this movie, I mean, the dieting, I could see why he did it. Um, I mean, it was was wild. Um, But he ends up, you know, he keeps getting called by the fucking detectives. Hey, we tried reaching out with you again. We couldn't, you know, get a hot touch with you and stuff like that. His mother's, like, his mother's mom. The fucking scene goes back. Kills his mom, it's fucking raining, and then he ends up going back to the girlfriend's apartment. And from the girlfriend's apartment, well, the girlfriend lives in the same building he does in the same floor. She's sitting there, and he's just sitting there fucking sobbing when she's losing her fucking mind. She goes, Arthur? Is your name Arthur? And he goes, It's fucking, you know, there's fucking water dripping off his hair and all this other shit. And she goes, Listen, man, I need you to go. I need you, you know, my, my, my daughter's sleeping in the other room. Please just go. I, I I can't have you here. You know, it's please just go. And um, you're thinking, they're going, like, what the fuck? Is he gonna kill her? Don't kill her. You know, she was good to you. She's pretty decent to you. And he does the, you know, to her said. And fucking scene gets cut there, and it's just him walking out of the apartment, and you don't know what the fuck happened. You can only speculate. My speculation is I'm hoping he let her go. I'm hoping he let her live her life and do her thing because she deserved it. She was good to him. She loved him. You know, liked him as a person. And the kid was cool and shit. I'm hoping not. But um, you get to call from Maury. Maury, the Maury show's like, hey, we want to see you. When can we start? And so all this stuff is happening in between the week of, you know, him getting prepared to do this whole fucking thing. You know, the, his mother's now killed his mother, you know. And, um... When he gets back to the apartment, he starts painting himself, doing, you know, the, the, you know, he does the, he keeps rewinding this fucking uh, VHS of the Maury show and how he would interact and, 
he does, you know, making his thing, he pulls the curtain aside in the apartment, he does this whole thing, hi Maury, how are you? He pretends like he's talking, like I'm talking to you guys, you know, stuff like that, and you see this monologue of like, what came just, you know, how would I interview person, you know, like, my turn like this, and you see the methodicalness now, I mean, they're happening. So he's kind of got his monologue down. Well, let me tell you a joke, and he starts going over what he would say. You know, but this has happened in a animated series, and I remember everybody was kind of hypnotized, and they were all in this kind of gas. And Joker was like, Joker ends up killing the Tonight Show host, and everybody kind of starts laughing. And they're like, everybody's why is everybody laughing? He's fucking killing somebody right there. You know, so I'm guessing that was from that. I can't remember what it was. It's been so long. Um, but he ends up rehearsing, and then finally he puts on like this makeup. He's getting ready. And he, methodical, and you sent his thoughts, and stuff like that, um, you know, find a suit, you know, and the fucking city's still fucking going up and down, left and right, you know, people are fucking hard to get around him, the two co-workers that you meet in the beginning of the film, the little person, dude, who was like the assistant manager to the main manager, the supervisor, like, he throws up with a bottle of wine, and the dude that kind of fucked him over and gave him the handgun, Pulls up and says, hey, you know, we're here about your mom, you know. And he goes, oh, it's so good to see you guys. He's like, yeah, man, we brought you some, you know, just a little something to say. We're sorry for your mom. And he goes, yeah, man, it's one of the kind of get our stories straight. You know, the cops have been kind of coming to my door. And he goes, oh, yeah, you've never known. But before he even gets up from the chair, you know, to answer the door, he tries to find something. He finds a pair of scissors. You know. And he fucking, you know. I was talking to him, he goes, yeah, 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 he goes, yeah, I'm going to be on the Maury show, and, you know, I'm really ready to do that, and he goes, yeah, you never really kind of liked me, whatever, yada, 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 and fucking starts talking to him, he goes, yeah, you, you, you know, you, why would they, why would they need to get our story straight, yada, yada, fucking turns around, and he does this methodical face with his hands against the wall, and just, this is where Joker becomes Joker, you know, just the methodicalness, he's already killed, this is, you know, this would be his third fucking killing. So, you know, he killed the three guys because they fucked him over. And he, you know, um, he killed his mom, you know, fucking killed her, you know. And then this would be his third. You know, so he's just like, you know, I'm already, I've already been there. And he's got the face all painted white. He's got all the, you know, painted his tongue with the stuff, you know, the white. Even I was like, ew. Can't imagine what Joaquin was like. You know, I'm gonna paint my tongue, and what all that's gonna fucking feel on camera. You know, but he didn't flinch through it. He just, you know, you know, paints his tongue. My mind's really disgusting because you know, yeah. Um, but he paints his tongue, and he, you know, we gotta get our stories straight. Yada yada. We thought we'd you know relax, and we're here to you know, see. Ya. And fucking this scene, I had kind of a a weirdness towards because. The actor, the little dude, I don't know the actor's name, but the way he portrayed his side of it, I thought it was Joaquin crying, or doing <laughs> and it wasn't him, it was a little dude in the corner, just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it was like take two or take three, just kind of overselling it or whatever, but that was my only gripe with that scene, it was, you know, he's fucking reaches and stabs him in the fucking neck, stabs him in the fucking eyes, stabs him about three or four times. Just fucking fucks the guy up with a pair of scissors, and uh, you know, yeah, and you, and you, like, fuck me, and you, and you fuck me over, and fucking kills him, and fucking blood all over his face, and the little dude's hidden against the, you know, corner with a, you know, they have a little, you know, breakfast nook and stuff like that for the kitchen, where you can just reach up and put your breakfast up on it, and um, 
excuse. If you watch the movie, you'll hear the crying energy. At first, you think it's Joaquin, but it's you know Arthur's crying. And it's not Arthur; it's the little dude crying. And he said, well, Arthur, why would you? Why would you? Oh my God, they do And you know, and Arthur's sitting there. He goes, <sighs> you can just see him just breathing. And he looks at him. and He goes, talks. I forget the little dude's name, but uh, it's a pretty good fucking scene. It's probably one of them. It's like one of my favorite. Well, there's a couple of my favorite scenes I liked. It's the way it was shot and the way it was done. Um, but he, he like talks to Arthur and um, look at the clock too. I've got to about fourth, so. Um, but he talks to Arthur and he, you know, Arthur, you know, I can't believe. And he goes, um, I'm gonna be on the on the uh, Maury show tonight and hope you watch and you know it just had to be done and yada yada. <laughs> he goes, you can go. I'm not gonna hurt you. You know. You, he fucking bah, and he fucking he tries to jump over the body. He's ah, he's kind of scared. Starts laughing. <laughs> Starts laughing at him, and the fucking poor dude's so fucking short he can't open the top, you know, the chain lock. And he goes, Arthur, could you? And he goes, Oh yeah, sorry about that. Gets up, you know, fucking blood all over him. Fucking unlatches it, opens the door, and then fucking closes it. Like closes it with a hard, you know, certainty, you know. It was like, and he goes, you know, you were the only one that was good for good to me. And then he said, opens the door and he goes, now get the fuck out of here. And he closes the fucking door and you're just like, ooh. So, um, you know, he gets ready and he finally finishes up and then he goes down those iconic stairs I was telling you about. The, the one where his life kind of goes from here to here to here every fucking day and that's your sequence. And he starts doing that jump that you guys see in the trailers, the kick and all that shit. And there's two guys in the background that you'll see when he goes further down. He thought he was all the way down the stairs with the two detectives. And he was like, even out filmmaking, while took filmmaking, you see why one of these two guys, you know, standing down the background, you realize those are the detectives trying to follow him. The detectives finally are like, motherfucker, and, you know, Arthur, and he, Arthur's just fucking methodical doing this thing. He's now becoming this guy. The Joker, you know, you know, the world's whatever it was. I'm creating this chaos, you know. I've now accepted who I become. You know, the world just fucked me. I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna fucking swing and fuck them right back. And um, it was, that was beautiful. Um, except the staircase was iconic shot. He gets fucking finally chased through traffic. He's fucking running through as the Joker fucking car hits him. He flips over, smashes the fucking thing. Gets on the subway, the fucking detectives are fucking chasing after him. All these people are fucking going to this, you know, riot. Because even when, he, when they, they got into the apartments, the two dudes are meeting up with them to say, so about he says, why is your face painted white? And he goes, well, aren't you going to go see that thing? He goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm getting ready to do whatever, you know. So they didn't know. They didn't know he'd be coming this person, you know. But, yeah, when you see the movie, you'll fucking understand. It's great. <laughs> so they're chasing him and all fucking sudden he's you know he's running and he's fucking he pulls off the, this guy's mask because the cops are chasing him through the subway on the subway train pulls off this guy's mask this guy's like what the fuck and he fucking he punches the one dude and a fucking a fight ensues puts this fake you know plastic mask on everybody's got become these clowns and the fucking cops are losing their fucking mind after the cop pulls the fucking trigger the cops have already had a dislike with fucking civilians civilians don't like the cops at all so he's already fucking, the cop fucking shoots this guy, you know, and all fucking hell breaks loose. And the methodicalness of Arthur doing his thing, you know, Joaquin doing his thing, and like Arthur the character, 
uh, doors open, and he and he just sit there and he's smiling, you know, just like, like look what I've created, you know, you know, it's you get what you deserve, you get what you get, though. You guys have fucked the people. This is what you get, you know. So he's heading off to the thing, you know, he's sitting there and he's watching the, he's finally in the studio, in the, the, the green room, his green room, and, um, and the door, you know, knock, knock, and, you know, there comes Robert De Niro's character, uh, uh, Franklin, it was Franklin Maury, uh, Franklin Maury, and he goes, it's Franklin to you, and he goes, let's, let's stop with that shit, like, it's, whatever, whatever they want to call me, call me, he goes, I'm the man of the fucking people, he's got his glasses on, you know, bless him, that was a good choice for De Niro's character to put glasses on, you know, for the set and all that good stuff, you know, just for a fucking person, you know, and he goes, um, Da, 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 da. He goes, what's up with the get-up? What's up with all this? And he goes, well, this is kind of my act. This is what I want to do tonight. He goes, you know, the people are fucking protesting. Two cops were just fucking beat down on the subway. You know, um, we can't really have this. He goes, well, this is what I want to do. And he goes, well, if, you know, if, you're, if you're not protesting anything, cool. Like, we'll fucking go with it. And he goes, Maury, the scene you see from the trailer. You know, he goes, hey, you know, when I come out, can you call me, Joker? And the guy goes, what the fuck do you want to be called, Joker? And goes, you know what, man, Let, let's just do it. Let's go with it. If that's what you want to be called, let's do it. So finally, uh, you know, he's fucking doing his thing. It's the second act, and Robert De Niro goes into his thing, and he's behind the curtain where, you know, you get introduced in the Jimmy Fallon show or whatever show. Ellen, whatever, more Jimmy Fallon because it's kind of more of the Johnny Carson feel. He's behind the curtain, and he starts swaying to it, loving it, smoking a cigarette. And the fucking producers are like sitting off the off off the monitors, like watching, you know, and they're looking they're looking over. One turns, the next one turns, goes, the fuck, yeah. And uh, he's a dead Joker, and he he told him he's like, hey, this guy's about to come out. He painted up as a fucking clown, you know, his hair is fucking dyed green. You know, don't take anything with it. Take it with a grain of salt. You know, he gets on there and he goes. uh but he tells me, he's like, you know, before you go out, I don't want any profanity, I want to clean this, 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 and this. And he just sits there in the fucking chair, and he has a smooch in the fucking lady, the doctor. She's, and she's, she lets go over her hands like this, and she's like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, you okay? <laughs> so you see Arthur just having fun with the character, Joaquin, during that sequence. I think he was just like, you know, let me try something. Let me see, let me see. I think she, either didn't, the actress didn't know she was going to get fucking smooch. Even she was like, do we, do we fucking go with this or what? So it was kind of cool to see Joaquin doing this thing. Uh, sits down, they end up chatting, and uh, he said a fucking very, very tasteful, tasteless joke. Said something about like fucking murderers or something like that. Uh, mental health. And he, he already practiced this on a fucking chair before. This, you know. So you can already tell he already has a hand because he's you know, shooting himself on the fucking chin, you know. How can I, can if I shoot myself, that'll be the biggest joke in the world. My, my death will mean more than my life, you know, than who I am in life, kind of thing. Um, talks with Maureen and shit like that. And he's like, yeah, I'm the one, I'm the one who killed, killed these, killed the three dudes on the subway. Maureen's like, what the fuck? He, really you? He's like, you're not fucking joking. He's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, call the fucking cops. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, you're a fucking animal. Yeah, you, he's like, Maury, you have, you have no idea what it's like to be fucking this and this and have a thing. Your life's so fucking precious. He goes, listen, asshole. And, then he, and he goes, you know. And first he goes, knock, knock, who's there? And he, he, he does a thing. And, uh, you know, I think uh, the, your son's dead. or so That was the first joke. Or your son's dead or something like that. that was, and Maury goes, that's why I was very tasteful and tasteless. And, but he's sitting there and he goes, you have no idea who the fuck I am. Blah, blah, blah. 
bust out this fucking book, and he's, you know, the mental illness, blah, 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 and Morty's like, you have no idea, you need to get the fuck off my stage, we're about to cut the commercial, pulls his fucking gun out, and goes, yeah, you don't, <laughs> De Niro flies back, head to prop, doesn't look fucking good, it's right here, fucking, you know, people are freaking the fuck out, ends up putting two rounds in one to one's chest, you know, things happen. Um, sorry about the audio for that. Um, anyway, yeah, so he ends up killing Mori, you know, he gets fucking arrested, you know, all fucking hell breaks just this fucking pan out to all the monitors that are under the broadcast center of Mori, you know, and now being killed, Mori's, you know, assisting, boom, and I kind of giggled there because it's like, boom, sorry for your inconvenience, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I laughed in the theater because there's stupid things that I, I realized from a production standpoint. I'm just like, wow, probably didn't cut this sooner. But <laughs> back up, Maury's fucking, you know, dead. Maury, uh, late night show host, man, Maury's been killed, yada, yada. And, you know, he's fucking uh, Arthur, now Joker, sitting in the fucking back of the cop car in the city around him. Because once that happened, everybody everybody knows, you know, Arthur. Now Arthur's fucking the guy. He's he's killed it. He's, he's called the anarchy. Anar- um, the anarchy. And stuff like that. So they're going around the city. The cops is like, you know, fucking scrolling on the road, taking him, taking him to the fucking police station to get him arrested, get him booked. And uh, he goes, "You find this funny?" And he goes, "Yeah, I find it beautiful." The people are taking back the city. They're doing, you know, they're doing what they want because you know they were lied to all this fucking time, yada yada. And uh, yeah. You know, fucking, so all of a sudden a fucking cop car gets fucking hit by an ambulance, poof, right at an intersection. Arthur's fucking knocked out, the cop's fucking, like, I think dead. The dude hops out of the ambulance. You know, fucking these two dudes, like, look at, they're looking carefully, like, slow pan around the back of the window, window of the car. They realize it's fucking Arthur. They pick him up like a fucking nice and soft, put him on the hood of the car, lay him there, everybody's fucking cheering, just, you know. City's just fucking chaos, you know. Arthur's just fucking bleh, you know, you know, just kind of out of it. Finally gets up, you know. Well, he doesn't get up yet. Um, this is a weird thing. The original one, they came out the side. They went out the side of the theater. So Bruce Wayne, Bruce, his mom, and Thomas Wayne, Martha, all fucking come out to the front because there's anarchy. There's, there's anarchy. The movie that was playing, I think, was like a Gay Zorro or something like that, a Mask of Gay Zorro or something like that. And then my buddy Jason said, I think it was back in the '77, because I get the way that, and I'm like, yeah, how did he '77? We're talking about the, because he was born a little bit earlier than I was born '86. But he's like, yeah, man. He's like, he saw the movie before I did. He's like, let me know what you think, because I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, like the style of it. And stuff like, what did you, what did you think? So I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a lot of love to discuss. Um, so anyway, they come out to the front. But usually in the, the old stuff, they came out to the side. We find out from Kevin Smith and a lot of stuff that Kevin done. It later become Joe Chill. Joe Chill was ordered to kill the Waynes. Um, you know that's what we find out, and we all know that that man was designed by Bill Finger and Bob Kane later in life. Now Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Yeah, so there's a good documentary on all that. So anyway, they come out the front, and I'm just like, hmm, that's kind of weird. So all this fucking energy, but one of the guys got his mask on. Like a Clown mask ends up following, you know, around the corner. You know, hey, we'll go, we'll go in the alleyway. I don't know why the fuck they went in the alleyway, but that's where the story goes. We all know. So he goes in, and you know, and hey, Wayne, this is for 
this is for Gotham or this is for blah blah. Boom. Yeah, he fucking walks up and his fucking dad gets shot once. Fucking he goes up and then shoots the mom and Bruce is just fucking left standing there. And we all know who Bruce Wayne becomes. So you know, all of a sudden camera pans back, there's fucking you know, Arthur fucking laying there in the car. You know, finally wakes up, got fucking blood coming from his head, everybody's just fucking around him. He finally stands up the whole fucking everybody's cheering. The set design there was beautiful, fucking around. Just fucking beautiful. I don't know how many extras they had to do that, but it fucking looked cool. Just the way the back shot and everything looks fucking cool. That was awesome. Joker has now become the Joker. All of a sudden, we fast forward. Arthur is now locked up in an insane asylum, probably Arkham, with the psychologist that he was dealing with before. And uh, sitting there just fucking laughing, doing his thing. And she goes, you know, what's so funny? He's like, oh, uh, a joke. You'll, you'll, you won't ever understand it. You won't, you won't get it. And he starts singing it, singing the song. Uh, I forget the exact fucking lyrics, but yeah, uh, that's you know Joker pretty much. You know, boom. Um, spoilers, but yeah, I loved like this fucking set design. I loved what the characters were doing. I just loved that it was a take on every different style of Joker um, out there. Hamels to yeah, Ledgers to Nicholsons to. Uh, Caesar, Romero, um, everybody fucking did a good job. Um, did it top Heath Ledger's? I think they're fucking tied. I think he's, he's Heath Ledger 2.0. I think he's Heath. The beginning of Heath Ledger. Like, this is the beginning of Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, bleh, you know, it's like, oof. Um, did I win? Yeah, people didn't really clap at him. A lot of us had to go pee because it was too fucking nervous. And I would get doing the potty dance. And I was like, gotta pee, gotta pee, gotta pee. Gotta be, gotta be, I can fucking whiz, like, stretch my butt and adjust the recliner because I'm like hitting the button to recline a little bit. I'm like, I gotta be so fucking bad. Everybody was getting up peeing, and I'm like, I wish I could do that, but I, I, I hate getting up during movies and having to piss. Um, it's just my thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, just fucking everything about it was good. The suit design, him finally coming into Joker, beautiful. Staircase, beautiful. Um, just the mentality. They did so much with so little. Which was insane. Hard to say. Once you see what I'm talking about, like, so much just a little set design, stuff like that, you didn't really go into many locations. You pretty much went to his apartment, his job, his life, and the mentality of what it was happening. So, um, yeah, I gotta give the movie definitely a fucking 10. Definitely 10, because I really. There's a lot of things I liked. A lot of things I liked. And there's nothing. The only thing I fucking hated was that guy crying. And I was like, was that him? And I was like, Arthur, why would you, Arthur, Arthur? Why would you do that? But other than that, it was like, man, it's so fucking good. And you just see the. For some dealing with mental health, relax. Relax. You know, it's a fucking movie. You know, you know what the Joker is and stuff like that. But, you know, even I know. It's a fucking movie. And. But I thought it was well done. I thought it was really well perceived. That if it doesn't get a fucking Oscar nod or a fucking... It should. It was fucking great. Because, um, man, he really played the fucking character well. Robert De Niro was fucking phenomenal. Uh, uh, Ricky Gervais was fucking great. It was fucking wonderful. It was Alfred. 
Didn't think I'd want to see myself. Right. I was like, I know that place. I think everybody was like, I'm gonna pick you, 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 you. So, um, that was fucking great. The director was great. Just the set design from the mental hospital, like him running through that, and like all the old style of shit was like, hmm, weird. But I do like the uh, when he like he gets the paperwork and he's just like, and her son, and he was like, ooh, realizes like, nope. <sighs> Realizes that, you know, he's the son of the mother who fucking, you know, was adopted. You know, he got adopted and had beaten by the boyfriend and, you know, has become... And she, but he told her, you know, and when, she, when he killed, before he killed her, you're the one that fucking, you lied to me this whole entire time, told me I was special, told me. And I realized, you know, this, this was all fucking a disease. It's not a disease, this is who I am. And he fucking just kills her, strangles her with a fucking pillow. And smothers her with a pillow. You know, I thought it was brilliant. I thought everything I did was brilliant and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely look at it. I need, definitely need to do another viewing because there's a lot of things I, I kind of missed and stuff like that. But I really, really, really enjoyed uh, the film. So, definitely want to see it again. Um, doesn't need to be in 3D or anything like that. It was great with that and everything. The story and the soundtracks were great. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely, I'll put a link down below for the Joaquim uh, ID10T podcast. Like I said, he doesn't talk much about Joker. Um, he just talks about himself a little bit, but he's really quiet. He's like, seemed like he's really, like he said, he said he was wish he had more energy during the, that podcast because he was, you know, you fucking press day, press day, press day. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I'm getting yawning because I've been talking forever. I've been talking for about an hour, holy shit, hour 25, um, but yeah, I guess that's all I got for this podcast, um, wish you guys all the best, I'll keep doing my stuff, hope you choose the Joker, let me know what you think at openmindindustries.com, or just hit me up on Twitter or whatever, we could definitely discuss it, but, uh, we're gonna be doing another podcast soon, hopefully with my buddy Ernesto, and probably a Halloween podcast soon, um, but yeah, that's life. And uh, one day at a time, I guess. Or I guess, thanks for tuning in. And always, thanks for subscribing, listening, whatever. I know I gotta get all these videos up on YouTube, but I'm just like, and eh, nobody fucking cares about them. Um, let's keep doing the open mind gaming thing. I have a lot of 3D printing to do. So hopefully, I can bring you guys into a little more of that. Wish you guys all the best for your week. Happy, uh, well, it'll probably be a Friday when you probably see this or hear this. Um, all the best. And happy weekend. And I will talk to you guys later. And I gotta go pee. <laughs> Keep an open mind. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to an Open Mind Industries production. For everything open mind, visit openmindindustries.com. Keep an open mind.